Welcome back to another episode of One Penny at a Time, and I'm your host, Harris Elliott. Month of July is finally here, and boy, is it freaking hot outside. Uh, as always, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. If you do like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to your podcast provider. Leave me a rating. That does help get this out in the algorithm to have the opportunity to speak to more to you. And boy, is it hot outside. Yesterday, me and the wife actually took a little trip to San Antonio, and we actually went to Six Flags. Um, 105 degrees outside yesterday. We got toasty, but we had a lot of fun. There was no no lines at all for roller coasters. Really good time. Worth the trip. Today's episode is one of my favorites of the month. We go over our portfolio review. This time, um, I said every six months, I'm actually going to go over the full portfolio, combining both the taxable and the Roths together. So I'm going to put these all together. Going to go over just the dividends I received for the month, the buys I did, go over progression and talk about where I'm at with the portfolio with um, total shares and you know gain and loss and as far as stock price movement and then after that I'll give a brief thesis on like what I'm thinking about it so let's go ahead and start um, first I'm gonna go ahead and start with the portfolios currently sit both my tax and my Roth together sit at seven thousand eight hundred thirty three dollars and seventy seven cents I'm just close to crossing that eight thousand dollar mark um, the taxable is currently at $4,516.58. The Roth's at $3,417.18. Combining both of these, year-to-date, I'm about 4.56% in the green. I am underperforming the S&P 500 completely. Um, full disclosure with that. And is what it is. I'm not really too concerned about it. I'm still happy to seeing all the progression I've been making in the portfolio. Month of July... We're strictly going ETF purchases for the whole month. Reasons why, I do want to increase that allocation to 70% just to get a little bit more defensive in the portfolio. But also, um, I want to be able to build those out and that way it's just going to build them out better overall in the future. And putting more money towards like VOO or VTI or SCHD or things like that nature, I feel like will pay its dividends in the long run. So... As much as I like to just you know get some individual stocks in there and give them some love, I think getting the ETF built up is the more important part. So that's my plan for month of July. I am not going to buy any REIT, no singular holdings, no singular companies. It's all going to be ETF or nothing. So ETF only month of July. So let's go over my dividends. And this is the largest I've ever received so far, and I'm excited for this. So it's a long list because June is the one I have the most payers on. Stag Industrial pay me $0.39, cents. Realty Income pay me $3.55, SCHD paid me $19.13, Discover Financial Services pay me $0.59, cents. Target paid me $1.12, Jeppy, the JP Morgan Premium Income ETF, pay me $1.11, QQQM, which is my ETF that is for the NASDAQ 100, $0.27, cents. XLP, $1.94, that's my consumer staples ETF. XLI, my industrial ETF, $0.70. XLU, my utilities ETF, $2.05. Waste management, pay me $1.01. Johnson & Johnson, pay me $2.40. Main Street Capital, pay me $0.34. Kroger, pay me $0.41. And then VTI, which tracks the entire market, pay me $2.90. Altogether, 
$37.91. Last year, when I started this portfolio, in the month of June, I got $0.62. Cents. That's a nice progress that I've been building up there. If I want to compare my $37.91 to this time last quarter, $25.88 was gained. So we're seeing some good increase through there. So that makes me happy. We're getting there. And then this month with a lot of my buys, it's gonna, it only it's going to keep adding to those dividends for the month of like March and June. And then after that, it's September and December, I believe. That's the that's like the four months that are really heavily in for my dividend portfolio. So let's go over my buys. I bought $65.65 worth of VG properties. I bought $30 at AT&T. This was really early in the month of June. I bought it at like $14.95 when it dropped sub $15. So I almost bought two shares there. I bought $140.60 worth of Target. I bought $50 of XLP. I bought $50 of XLI. I bought $75 of XLU. I bought $113.46 worth of Kroger. I bought $25 of Ally Financial. I bought $50 of QQQM. I bought $50 into VU. I bought $59.83 into TD. And I put $117.40 into SCHD. The SEHG purchases were literally only the, the weekly challenge purchases. And I put in a couple extra bucks into it when I put them in just from like having like credit card reward points. So I just like, oh, it's like I have like $4 in rewards. Let me just throw that in with the SEHG weekly purchase. If I put all those together, I put in in the month of June $826.94. We're starting to get progress. Luckily for me, um, uh, getting this promotion has been able to open up opportunities for me to be able to keep expanding onto this. I'm very close to hitting the $10,000 goal between both portfolios. I think we can realistically, maybe by October, I think we can hit this. And then hopefully the market gets some gains with that. We can get some momentum with that. I'm still very shy from my yearly dividend goal. Um, I wanted to reach up to $500 of projection. Right now, I just crossed over $260. I don't think I'm going to hit the 500 by the end of the year, but we're still going to try hard and we're going to keep adding as much as we can. I am close to making a dollar a day, though. I'm at 75 cents a day, so we're very close to getting to that dollar mark, and that's a good start. Overall, this last year has taught me so much about actually being able to save money and put money to work. Um, I've mentioned this before in the podcast prior to becoming a homeowner. That's where I got really serious with things. I used to spend my money on a bunch of dumb stuff and I used to like, I could never keep a dollar in my bank account. I needed to spend it on something. And now we're doing, we're making the money work in a better way and we're getting there. I can tell you right now, S and P 500 is about what? 15 and a half percent, probably give or take on like gains for like the last year. I am lacking in that department. I'll be the first one to tell you I am underperforming. And that is one thing that I'm always going to talk about is being open and transparent about this. I'm not trying to hide my winners or my losers. I'm here to tell the story how it is. If you're going to do a podcast or a YouTube channel, whatever it is, it is important that you share your successes and your failures. And I don't really necessarily come to consider these failures, but my portfolio is not performing like it should to the market. And I'm going to be the first one to be, hey, this is what it is. And that's the biggest thing about me doing this podcast is being honest and being transparent. And I'm always going to be like that because 
If not, then I'm going to be one of those other YouTube gurus who they say they outperform the market, but don't put the money where their mouth is and show, show the portfolio. That's my thoughts on that. So right now, let's go over the whole portfolio. Um, I'm not going to make this really drawn out. I'm just going to kind of go over some snippets. I have 23 total holdings as of today. Ally Financial, I have 13.04 shares. I'm currently down 0.04%. I'm pretty much break even on Ally. That's why I kind of added a little bit of money this past contribution, just to get a little bit down on the average. Uh, Ally Financial, um, wanting to see if they are going to follow suit with like a lot of the financial institutions with a dividend raise. Um, On Friday, I believe uh, Morgan Stanley... JP Morgan and Citibank, I believe, had to raise their dividend. Let's see if Ally fo- follows suit against that. Up next, it's the, the smallest position in my portfolio, Best Buy. I have 0.48%. I have 4.48 shares, so practically half a share. I have not added any money to this. I am up 14.94%. As I said, it's not a lot. Um, I'm going to wait on making contributions to Best Buy until after the whole student lo- student loan payments start kicking in because I want to see how sales are affected with that, whether I continue adding to that, if the story changes. We got to see how that goes for you. So we'll see how that goes. Discover Financial Services. I have 0.84 shares. That's 19, I'm up uh, about $19.68. I, I've, I've been needing to add more to this. I know I did a whole episode on this and why I'm long onto it. I just need to put my money where Malthus and just add to this position. Uh, Discover, no need to talk about them. No fee credit cards. And if you ever watch videos from Caleb Hammer, a lot of people have bad debt with Discover and they're gaining a lot of interest. So that's kind of my thesis on Discover. Jeppy, the JP Morgan equity uh, uh, income ETF. I have 3.05 shares. I'm up 3.38% on stock price movement. It's been very flat this year, but if you look at total returns for this holding for me, I'm up 9.5%, and that's why dividends matter and total return matters. Um, I have not added money to this recently. Um, a lot of people I've been seeing on Twitter have actually been selling out of this position because there people for a while when the market was under was like in the red, Jeppy was very doing a higher dividend, but it's a variable dividend depending on the month, so it goes based off a of premium. It does have a, a a non-consistent dividend, so it goes up and down a lot. People don't like to see that. Jeppy is still too new of an ETF or a stock or a holding for me to really sell out of it. I want to see more data before I ever make any decisions with that. Johnson and Johnson, I have two point zero two percent. Sorry, two point zero two shares right now in Johnson and Johnson. I'm up one point six eight percent. Johnson and Johnson, I haven't added to it maybe since a couple months ago when it was in like the low one fifties, the mid one fifties. Um, I know obviously with them, they have the lawsuit still pending. I'm very long on them still. And I know once they just did the, the spinoff from all their, like their retail products to the stock name Kenview. We'll see how Johnson and Johnson does at the end of the year. Once the shares that I have split into the portion that it's going to be into Kenview, we'll see how that goes. I have no intention of selling. Kroger's the one I've been adding heavy this month. I have 4.01 shares now. I'm up 2.80%. Uh, Kroger, I'm wanting to see how this merger does with Albertsons out in the West Coast, but I think Kroger's at a very good value right now. 
as well. Kroger just announced a couple weeks ago an 11.5% dividend raise. So they are definitely a dividend growth company and they're definitely one to look out for the future. Lowe's, I have 0.80, uh, 0.80 shares. I Sorry, I keep saying percent. I don't know why I keep going off to that. Lowe's just hit an all-time high on Friday. I mean, not an all-time high, a 52-week high. So I'm up 15.61% on my investment into Lowe's. Lowe's is trading over $225. The last time I added money into Lowe's was the day that Home Depot did earnings report where they underperformed. And Lowe's had dipped to like 196 so I put a little bit of money there. And that's the last time I put money. So we'll see how that goes. Main Street Capital have 1.52 shares. I am up 6.26% on stock price. Um, it's actually just hit over $40 a share again. I have not added to Main Street Capital in a while. Not selling out of it either. I'm just trying to find the right opportunity to add this in a more lump sum of an average. So we'll see how that goes. Realty income, ticker symbol O. I have 14 shares. I am down 5.76%. This is actually, I believe, it's my biggest loser right now in the portfolio. It's also my third, or actually it's the second highest right now in percentage allocation in the portfolio. Um, once I make my contributions to VTI this month, VTI will be number two and O will drop down to three. I am not going to add any money to realty income until it's closer to that 5% on, on target range. I am a little bit over 10%. I'm going to admit mistake on my part. And that's why I talk about the 5% rule where no individual stock should be over 5% of your portfolio. And this is a lesson learned for me. And this is why I kind of mentioned that. Uh, realty income, though, sol- this is a solid real estate play. Their their occupancy rate is about 98 98%. They have big big names home depot they have walmart they have a bunch of dollar stores and a bunch of grocery stores that are under their branch into the real estate i am not worried about realty income i know for a lot of y'all once it hits that sub 60 that's been a really good ad adding point as it's like 5.15 percent in the yield so right now it's at 59.79 so if you have the opportunity to add to it might be a good chance potentially not financial advice just kind of just talking out loud here qqqm i'm up 20.36 percent i have 1.56 shares qqqm will be getting money from me in july just to build up my etf um not going to go too much over it this is how i get my a lot of my exposure to tech companies up next starbucks ticker symbol sbux I'm up 8.69%. I have 0.77 shares. I have not added the Starbucks in a minute. I should at least add $12 to Starbucks this week just because I did spend $12 to Starbucks yesterday. I should match what I spent. So that might be the one exception to my ETF rule for the month of July. I do want to add to this. Um, I want to see if there's a little bit more stock drop on this one. And I'm kind of tying in the student loan repayment thing and i want to see if that's the opportunity maybe for that starbucks to go down in price and for me to load up there we'll see how that goes schd i have 29.34 shares i'm almost at that 30 share mark with schd right now i am break even exactly break even on schd and this is between both my taxable my roth together um schd has not had the sexiest year as a fund it was, yeah, it's been kind of getting some hate on the online community lately, um, and that's okay. And one of the things that SCHD has gotten hate on 
if we compare this June dividend compared to last year June's dividend, their dividend payout compared was actually like five and a half percent less than last year. So obviously it's been getting some hate on it. I'm still very long on the fund and what the goal of the fund is. So we're holding and I'm going to continue adding to it to the weekly challenge and just making my regular contributions. Stag Industrial, ticker STAG. I have 3.19 shares. I am up 14.52% in this holding. It has some positives and some negatives. Negative is there's essentially no dividend growth at all for this one. It pays 12 cents every month. I'm looking at Stag as a growth stock. And the reason why I say that is because I'm really big into the whole real estate e-market kind of a vibe. Projection for 2027, they're expecting $28 trillion worth of e uh, online sales, which means that they're going to need more warehouses to fill this up. And obviously, Amazon is Stag's main customer. I'm using this as a play to that. I would not sell out of it prior to 2027. I want to really see how this all builds out, and I'm going to be patient with that holding. I am up on it, though. I'm not really upset about it, so we'll continue going there. AT&T. I have 9.59 shares. I am up a half percent. Uh, AT&T has been fluctuating a lot over the last 30 days. It will literally go to 16 and then kind of hover down the low 15s. So I don't really add to AT&T unless I'm in the red in it because it is a more of a riskier play. And AT&T has not had a, if you look at the last decade, it hasn't been really that good. So AT&T is more of an income play for the portfolio, but I'll, only adding to it in very certain parts or positions when it's at the opportunity comes. If the opportunity comes, I don't add to AT&T. Up next, I have TD, uh, Toronto Dominion Bank. I have 3.42 shares. I am up 1.52%. I just went back in the green with this one on Friday. Once um, this week, they announced that all the major banks passed the, stress, the government stress test. So banks are kind of on the up and up again. So we'll see how that one goes. Target, I have 2.49 shares. I am down 5.36%. Target is one of the ones I've been averaging down on in the month of June. And I'm fine and I'm below $140 on the average cost of the target. Target is another one now that I've kind of done my contributions. Maybe for the next two months, I kind of lay low on target. Kind of the same thing what I mentioned about student loans. I want to see how that all plays out. But then also, just want to see how Target does in quarter three for sales prior to student loan payments re, uh, re, uh, resuming to see how the progression of that's going. I'm still long at Target. I go to Target a lot to shop, so we'll continue doing that. Vici Properties, I have 11.83 shares. I am down 0.63%, and I hope I'm still red in Vici because this is one I am loading the boat on. I am very long on Las Vegas real estate, especially with all of the professional sports teams that have been moving to Las Vegas and the ones to come. Wait, uh, Oakland, the Oakland, the Oakland Athletics and baseball will be moving there, I believe, 2027, 2028. And I'm just waiting for the day for the NBA to announce a new team in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders are there now. Their hockey team just won the Stanley Cup. And they'll probably bring soccer there. So... I am very long Las Vegas, so hopefully that's the opportunity there. VOO, uh, S&P 500, I have 0.63 shares. I'm up 13.39%. Uh, 
We'll eventually get this to one share. It's just an expensive ETF. Right now it trades at $407.28. So not going to really go much over there. VTI, that one tracks the total market. I have 3.50 shares. I'm up 10.66%. You're seeing that trend there. Uh, VOO, VTI, double digit gains in the market price. So this is why I need to kind of build up that ETF to get that movement. Waste management, I have 1.44 shares. I'm up 11.78%. Cash is trash. Trash isn't going anywhere. I know that waste management is kind of an overvalued stock, but it's one that I'm always willing to pay a premium on. I haven't added to it recently. Um, kind of waiting for a better opportunity to add, but I'm not going to get rid of it. Now, the next three are my sector ETFs, and these are my last three holdings in the portfolio. XLI, which tracks industrial, 1.67 shares. I'm up 11.54%. XLP, consumer staples, Coke, Pepsi, Procter & Gamble, you name it. I have 3.71 shares. I'm up 4.11%. XLU for my utilities. I'm actually down 1.19%. Utilities have been getting beat up this year in the stock market. So opportunity arises maybe to add to an underperforming sector. Those are all my holdings. And I know you must be saying to yourselves, like, why are you talking about these shares are not even at a full share yet? I said, transparency. I've been doing this portfolio now for 13 months. We're going to keep adding. We're going to keep building. So we're just going to get there, right? Like I Right now, I have not found a, a reason to sell anything in the portfolio. Best Buy would be the one I would keep an eye on, depending, see what happens at the end of the year. But it's such a small portion of the portfolio, it's not really going to make or, make or break anything. So as I talk about ETFs, that means that the only thing I'm going to give contributions to potentially for next month, other than maybe the 12 bucks of Starbucks I spent, XLU, XLP, XLI, VTI, VOO, SCHD, QQQM, and JEPI. Those are the only share uh, holdings I can add money to, and I'm going to be very strict about that. And we'll see how we'll see what we do for the month of August. Um, that's all I had. I know it's kind of a very longer episode, just kind of going briefly over everything. I usually like to do over the holdings about you know we talk about some key pointers of like some a couple of stocks, but every six months or so, it's good to go over the whole where I'm at with everything in the portfolio. Right now, um, I'm not. There's a couple things I've been keeping my eye on. I mean, I've had McDonald's in my watch list for forever. Uh, my buddy Tom, the savings captain, just told me that you just add McDonald's and small nibbles like $25 a piece here and there. I think eventually I'm just going to have to do that. McDonald's is not going to drop to where I want it to. So I'm just going to have to just average it over time and just deal with it and suck it up. Um, I still have my eye on Comcast. It's not at my type, my my price target yet. Uh, ADAC, which is a real estate play. Maybe at the end of the year, I'll look at adding that. But I've also kept my eye on that. And those are the main three that I've kind of kept eyes on. I've also been wanting to see if I add another ETF to the Roth. Maybe something like uh, VIG, which is Vanguard's uh, appreciation uh, ETF for dividend appreciation growth. So we'll see how that goes through there. And that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Month of July, we have five episodes. And then obviously we have our all-star month of august for the one year of the podcast and if you made it this far into the episode thank you so much for hearing me ramble and bamble and shamble and lamble whatever you want to say thank you so much i always appreciate you spending a moment of your day with me and if you're in i mean even if you're listening to this uh, the release week or maybe a few weeks out or a couple of months or maybe a year from this when if it gets to that point 
appreciate you following my investing journey. And we're going to make that goal one penny at a time. And I will see you on the next one.